Lunch with Pippa Hudson. We all have a voice. Use yours. Call 021-446-0567. Join the conversation. Join the conversation. On Cape so Wendy Nola is with us in studio with uh, the promised follow-up on the tap-and-go cards. We've got uh, the Apple Pay story to look at and a couple of other general queries on other consumer matters. Wendy, lovely to have you with us. Welcome. Thanks, Pippa. Good to be here. It's so, a nice, quiet drive-in, I, I must bet. say. I was going to say, your commute must have been quite short oh, and sweet and, today. And <laughs> listening to you and Arnold, what a pleasure. And Ernest. <laughs> Aren't I lucky? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wendy, last week we were talking about the safety of tap-and-go mm. cards and the Ombud gave feedback that the number of complaints around fraud on those cards was actually relatively low roughly i think it was two cases per month on average uh, on yeah. average being reported but even so several listeners are not comfortable with the feeling that a thief could steal that card and use it without having to enter a pin and so they asked the question can we ask the bank to turn off the tap and go functionality and at the end of the show last week i asked whether any of our listeners had tried to do so and thank you i heard immediately from two of you francoise wrote in to say she had tried about three years ago to cancel the tap and go function on three different cards one with nedbank one with absa and one with fnb and at the time three years ago all three of her banks told her sorry it cannot be done sounds like that's changed because not long after i got the email from francoise i then heard from mary who says i've got a net bank card and i was able to disconnect my tap and go using the online banking platform so that's more recent and that's net bank wendy you've been looking at this issue with all of the major banks over the past week before you tell us what they told you just remind us of the complaint that got this issue onto our radar? Sure. It was an anonymous message we received about what a fraudster did with someone's contactless uh, tap-and-go bank card. Um, And it went like this. My friend had his card used 50 times in less than an hour with the same vendor, 500 rand each time. He was away from South Africa and didn't have his cell phone, so he couldn't see the SMSs. And the bank denies any liability. Unfortunately, I'm not able to investigate that case. Um, I'd really like to because that's an extreme one. You don't normally hear that. They're supposed to be – it's not – one of the protections is supposed to be that um, it's it's 500 rand a time but that there's a limit, um, a daily limit certainly – and so you'd have to invest a lot of days into getting um, that, that sort of, of it. tap, yeah. uh, a number of taps out of it. So I would love to investigate that, but can't. Um, what I can say is just a little background is that South African banks have been using what's called RFID, radio frequency ID, credit and debit cards for quite a long time. Um, you can tell them immediately from the Wi-Fi signal on the card. Um, I have one. Um, but it gave up the will to tap quite a long time ago. That was my debit card. So I'm just like, oh, the, schle- the schlep, not really, the schlep of, of getting a new card and all of that. I just, you know, I put my pin in and um, Keep on it's certainly it. a bit yeah. more uh, secure. They can't argue with that. Um, they were introduced by banks worldwide as a fast contactless way to pay. I remember my, my last trip to the New Zealand, which was as long ago as 2016, every single place I went to, uh, was a tap and I remember the one um, was having problems with their device and had a big sign apologising profusely to customers for the fact that they now had to key in their pin. So Ooh, clearly yeah. uh, worldwide this has not proved to be um, a major threat. There are a number of reasons why it's not that appealing to to um, fraudsters, thieves, one of them being that um, as one of the security member um, functions is that randomly, even if your purchase is under um, 500 rand, they will pro- it will prompt, prompt a, 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 a pin, right. Um, but of course, 
Um, if we have the convenience of just waving and tapping our contact contactless card um, without having to put in a pin, it does mean that someone that's not you, um, your card having landed up in the wrong hands, can do the same thing. And understandably, um, people just really, a lot of people just really do not like the idea of that at all. Yeah. Um, so... And there's another thing to bear in mind, which I learned from um, investigating this with the Ombudsman for Banking Services Office, is that um, they sent me one of the cases, is that if you lose your card or it gets stolen, and it's a contactless one, you have, or any card really, you have to inform your bank right away. And if you don't, um, the Ombud will certainly rule that um, you um, erred and that the bank doesn't have to refund you. So okay. there is that risk because whether you're on a plane or whatever happens, um, there are times when you just, what's well, load oh, shedding fine, and yeah. all the yeah, networks are down. down. There's a story, a big story that, you know, if, we, if load shedding continues the way it is, that's a story I'm going to have to investigate because, Gosh. I mean, imagine all the things that you can't do. How many times have we experienced it? You just, it was, you know, when we were load in hard lockdowns, remember how many times when we were doing this over Skype yes. and we just couldn't connect and then we couldn't connect. Well, in any way, because um, there was load shedding. Anyway, um, something that um, I discovered and none of the banks told me, which is really interesting, and it would apply here in the same way that Chargeback does, is that both Visa and MasterCard offer a global protection called zero liability. They both call it the same thing okay. for credit card holders. So remember, this, this wireless technology, the tap and go, applies to both debit and credit card. Okay. So this protection only um, applies to credit card transactions. Um, they will refund all your losses, provided you have used reasonable care in protecting your card from loss or theft. So <laughs> naturally, reasonable care is a subjective term, but it is worth remembering this protection um, should someone tap up a credit in, in your name. name and just say to your bank, um, I'd like to invoke the zero liability. Zero liability, yes. Yeah. And I think this might be the same as chargeback was 15 years ago when the banks um, weren't really telling their customers about chargeback and how it could help that them. existed, yeah. Yes, so, so that's so, that. As you say, reasonable care is subjective. If you've left your wallet lying in the lecture hall as you, and left it there for two hours and you go back again and it's gone, well, that's, that's, that's not a different reasonable. story. Yes. But, uh, but it's being stolen uh, in a robbery at your of home, course. for example, something different. Okay. Yes. So zero liability protection is what you need to, to the phrase you need to use if you do want to query that. Right, okay. So... We established then that, that the Ombud is not exactly being inundated with um, complaints from bank customers who've lost um, funds to thieves via their tap-and-go card. Um, but interestingly, Edrich Beitendorp, who's the office's um, manager of data, information and operations, told me we are currently in talks with one specific bank who has advised that this facility cannot be uh, deactivated. And this after he told me that the office is most definitely of the view that banks should be able to deactivate the tap and go functionality on their customers' cards or customers should be able to do it themselves if they don't want it. And this wasn't the case a couple of years ago. So things yeah. have definitely changed and that's why some of that information you got from one of our listeners Was three years date, old is yeah. now out of date. Um, so um, clearly the Ombud has, in, in, the, in the cases that it's received, albeit not a flood of them, um, they've seen fit to actually say to the banks, look, Guys, <laughs> you you need to allow the develop the, the functionality for your customers to to say to, I don't want it to reject yeah. it exactly. Yeah. So they didn't want to just hand me the bank's name on a plate. Um, I had to work for it, so I okay. got a hold of all the banks and I asked them 
if their customers could deactivate uh, Touch and Go. And through that process of elimination and the responses that I got, I found out that it's F&B. Where you can't do it. You can't yeah. do it. If okay. you have a card issued, a credit or debit card issued, well, certainly in recent years, by F&B, you cannot opt out of it. Um, okay. So F&B customers should possibly be even more mindful of the fact that if their cards get lost or stolen, they really need to get hold of the bank super, super quick, super yeah. fast. Yeah. Okay, so you reached out to, to all of the banks for their explanations, Wendy. So what did F&B say to you when, when you asked them about the fact that you can't turn yeah. off tap and go? So this was the answer I got from F&B card CEO Chris Labuskachny. Um All F&B cards are contactless enabled and the function can't be disabled as it is a core feature of the product. We encourage our customers to transition to device NFC payments and the use of virtual cards as the next evolution of payment convenience and security. So we must get with the program. The, I think so. You know, f and has always prided itself on being um, very technology forward. Mm. But I'm thinking... You know, that has to be balanced with where your customers actually are and the wishes of your customers. So um, I would imagine very many for many older customers, um, you know, this virtual cards and Apple Pay and the like is just a, a technological leap too far. They don't want. They yeah. don't want what they want. And they're also the ones that are more distrustful of the fact that they don't need a pin, yeah. this tap-and-go thing. So I think it's a, it's an unfortunate um, combination of things happening there. Well, just sorry to interrupt, but just listen to this. So one of our listeners has emailed to say, I popped into my bank and waited in line to speak to somebody about this factor and said I wanted the tap-and-go uh, functionality turned off, but unfortunately it was an FNB customer. Um, so uh, wrote got a message to say, thank you for the security update. Um, a courier has replaced. Sorry, I can't, okay, I'm trying to summarize here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think they think they were getting a card that didn't have the functionality embedded in it, and they've just tried it for the first time to double check, and sure enough, it tapped and went through uh, with no pin, pin card uh, okay. pin card given. But that is because it is an FNB card. So, so okay. So Wendy, so FNB's wording was we can't turn it off. The other banks were we can turn it off and in some cases the customers themselves can turn it off so maybe let's just run through what I the other banks said I think it's more won't than can't yeah. because clearly the technology the technology exists exist. for them to yeah. be able to do so it what, what do the other banks right. do to just allow quickly it? um netbank customers can switch off tap and go on their money app or online banking so it's a DIY function there um clearly um, you would be able to go into a branch and do it if you felt more comfortable mm-hmm. doing that. And obviously, would have to, you'd have to do security checks because otherwise the forces could just say, um, you know, I'm so, so please turn off phone in or something and yes. say turn it off. That would be good. Standard Bank also provides its clients with that service function on their app. APSA can do the same. Funnily enough, it's not a DIY thing. APSA has told me their customers could switch off tap and go in a branch or via the contact center. So they can't do it themselves. Cappy Tech was an interesting thing. I actually just found this on their website. Their cardholders can choose not to, to activate the tap and go function when they get their card at a branch. So if you've got a new ordering a new card, that would be the time to do it, yeah. or whichever bank you're with. Um they can also change the activation status on or off later at a branch or on their banking app. But there was this warning. It's important to note that if you use the app to switch the activation status off, you then have to insert your card and enter your PIN at a card machine or ATM in order for the tap and pay function to deactivate it. If you don't, your card can still be used by forces to tap and pay. 
good, interesting. Yeah. So just doing that little toggle off is not enough with Capitec anyway. Um, you have to actually then use it in an actual machine, a card machine or a, um, an ATM um, and uh, do a second step for it to be um, – because under the FAQs, one of the things was, but I deactivated, how come it, it's, it's still, still on? Awesome. And the answer yeah. was, no, you have to now do the second step. So good to know if you're with Capitech and you're wanting not to have that technology. Okay, so just again, NetBank customers, go and do it on the Money app or via online banking. Standard Bank, you can do it as a self-service function in the app. ABSA, you've got to go into a branch or contact the contact center to request it. And Capitech uh, also has got to be done in branch. And then you've got to do that extra step of using the card uh, once more to activate the deactivation. Capitech, you can do it on your banking app. On the app as well. But then you have to do that second step. Okay. So thank you for the the clarity and thanks for the feedback to all customers except for the FNB ones. I'm very sorry for the FNB ones that just the option does not exist. I'm going to follow up on this this because... Because now I know that the Ombuds office is, is, on, is on to them about it, so to be continued. Some pressure to be applied. Okay. Yes. We're not quite done with the topic of contactless payment, no. though, Wendy. Very interesting, different aspect uh, angle came in this week. Yes. So the so to, to sketch the background of that, um, what um, FNB card CEO Chris Labaskakhi also told me, you know, uh, remember he said uh, that they were encouraging their customers uh, to transition to um, – MFC, which is stands for, I don't know if you knew this, I didn't, no. Near Field Communication. Um, it's the technology that allows two devices, such as your phone and a payments terminal, to talk to each other when they're close together. So you can pay for your pick and pay groceries by um, waving your phone, waving your yeah. phone at it. Um, uh, it's also the co- technology that enables contactless payments. Uh, incidentally, so the uptake, and this, these are the figures that I didn't use last week because we weren't talking about this particular payment method. But with and this, obviously, only applies to FNB contactless device payments, Apple Pay, Fitbit, Garmin, Samsung Pay, FNB Tap to Pay, increased by 992% year on year. That's March 2021 to last month um, in terms of values, so the amount that was being put through. And um, FNB attributes this massive growth to the launch of. Apple Pay. When you look at the jump from 2020 to 2022 March, it's 3,557%. That's Ooh. quite a big number to get your head around. But I think suffice to say, it's massive. Yeah, starting from a small base, but still, of course, a huge, yes, huge jump. Of yeah. course, important to to put that context in. FNB's virtual card. Uh, 2.1 million virtual cards have been created since January last year. Sure, there was uh, there were 700 million rands worth of um, uh, hold on, 700 million rand paid via virtual cards, and that was done in one and a half million transactions in virtual card in March 2022 versus last year, 76 million. That's so almost a tenfold. tenth, yeah, yeah, yeah. in 100,000 transactions. So, you know, in the last year, I think it's fair to uptick. say, completely, yes, and be very interesting to see. I think that the, you'll see it, yeah. it most definitely will. But here's the but. The reason we're paying such close attention to yes. those numbers is the case that was brought to us this, this past week, Wendy. Yes. So um, Fred, Fred Christopher reached out to us yes, after last week's show. he did. Yeah. And he said, he listened to the show and he said, excellent advice about tap and go. He said, but um, 
What happened to him was his credit card was recently copied, he says. I don't know how this happened as my card was in my wallet apart from a few payments as I mainly use Apple Pay on my phone. I received an SMS that a payment had been made to a clothing store in Neisner using my credit card. I'm based in Tokai and haven't visited Neisner in years. I immediately phoned my bank, Standard Bank, to cancel my card, which they did and issued a new card. The new card had not yet been delivered um, and when more transactions, all in Neisner, occurred on the new card. I again contacted the bank fraud division and had the, that card cancelled. This they did and issued a new card, replacement card number two. That new card was then used by the fraudsters to once again transact on my credit card account. With Apple Pay, says Fred, every time a card is, st- is stopped and a new card issued by the bank, the new card is immediately activated and available to use. To use, I received this SMS from the bank when the cards were stopped. Your card ending with number number ending so-and-so has been successfully updated on Apple Pay. Even if you haven't received your new card yet, we've updated your information so you can continue to use Apple Pay to make purchases in the meantime. He says he did try to phone the queries um Number that they gave. Yeah, yeah, and he couldn't get through. We've heard that before. <laughs> it seems that the fraudsters, says Fred, had somehow loaded my card details onto their Apple Pay app and were using my credit card with impunity. The bank could not cancel my card. Eventually, 30,000 rand later, Oof. my account maxed out and the spending spree stopped. Okay, so they were using the account, the card... Even though the card had been cancelled and replaced, the information was still captured on the Apple Pay and was they, being used by the every forces. time the card every time was up- they updated. The yes. Card. Wow. Okay, we've got Fred on the line. We'll say a quick hello. We'll have to break for news in a minute or two, but then we'll come back to hear the rest of his story. Uh, Fred Christopher, thank you very much for raising this very important uh, issue. I'm sure it left you with more than a few grey hairs to watch that money disappearing from your card, despite all the efforts to to stop it. How long did it actually take to finally sort this out? Hi, um, Wendy and Pippa. Yeah. Hi, Fred. And hello to all your lunchtime listeners on this beautiful day in Cape Town. Thanks. It it actually um, took around three weeks before um, the matter was resolved, but it's still not fully resolved, and I don't have new credit cards yet. Wow. As recently as this week, um, I received notification that my cards were on the way. Um, I got them on Monday with the, from the couriers. And then um, I, I, I'm so nervous about the <laughs> security and of the credit cards through Standard Bank. I phoned Standard Bank and they said to me, whoa, don't use those cards. Those are also compromised. Cut them up. What? You will, okay. you will be getting new cards. You have to collect them at your branch because the, the, the account has had to be completely canceled and um, oh, a new uh, credit card account started. The only way that could actually happen, interestingly enough, as well, because it had maxed out, um, we uh, the, the paying or the transaction stopped, mm-hmm. and um, we wanted to buy a um, some air tickets using the credit card because obviously you get travel insurance. Yes. So uh, I was very nervous about putting any money into the account. So we thought, let's just try it. We'll put in five grand so that it won't be maxed out and see what happens. Well, I can promise you within uh, 10 minutes, that yeah. five grand was gone. Gosh. So um, the, the matter is actually still not resolved. Um, I don't know how it happened. I, um, I don't know if my card was cloned or my phone was cloned, but I can assure you that the, my card was never out of my possession. My phone was never out of my possession in my pocket. Um, 
it's been an, it really has been a, a horrible situation. Just seeing the transactions going and getting SMSs saying your petrol's gone, a restaurant. Yeah, uh, all sorts living of, large. All in Meisner and George area, all of them. And um, I mean, Fred, that must have left you, to say the least, feeling a little bit nervous about using the, the platform. Yeah, um, that that's true, um, Pippa, for sure. Um, it, the only way the new account could actually be opened is that um, the bank would not open a new credit card account until I'd paid off the outstanding debt. Although, fair play to them, they had um, returned my 30K. So I had the money to, to put into the credit card account, but I couldn't do it for obvious reasons. It just mm. would be too dangerous. So um, I had an agreement with the bank and that they would um, take the money from my current account, settle the um, credit card, and at the same moment, cancel the entire account. So there would be no time for the fraudsters or whoever it was to get access to the credit card. That's what they did. And that enabled them to then start uh, from scratch. So hopefully the new card I'll be getting in the next few days. I have to fetch it at the branch because it's a completely new account. Yeah. Um, There's still some transactions that haven't been refunded and interest charges and various things like that. But I've asked for a conciliation of the account and I'm I'm sure they'll be accommodating. I I, I mean, I I guess what we all want to know is what on earth happened. How is this possible? That's that's the million dollar question, Fred. Please stay with us. Wendy, you reached out to Standard Bank. I did. What did they say? Well, before I say what they said, I should say that um, often corporates – will try to say as little as possible um, around a fairly embarrassing um, incident, um, which to my mind is the worst thing to do because there's still lots of space for conspiracy theories to grow. Um, So unfortunately, that's what's happened in this case. I'm not suggesting that we have conspiracy theories, but – let me, let me first start with what was actually said. We'd like to apologize for this incident. It has, it has caused our customer unnecessary frustration and stress, and for this we sincerely apologize. I'd asked, given the massive take-up of this payment method and similar ones, I have to ask, what is the incidence of fraud related to those payment methods? The answer was... The matter below did not involve any fraudulent activity, but rather was an isolated issue unrelated to Apple Pay. Huh? So... I gather that there was some kind of human error involved um, and we should, and I certainly haven't had any other complaints, fraud-related complaints around Apple Pay, Samsung Pay and all those other platforms. So I seriously don't want to be an an, um, irresponsible journalist and give people the idea that this form of payment, you know, as was was, um, Fred's experience, that it's forces going to just whip out, go merrily spending um, via via Apple Pay um, linked to your credit card. Um, and I would love to, to have got a little bit more detail about what exactly happened so that it would put our minds at ease. Yeah, an isolated issue. Well, yes. What, what I, isolated I did, issue? I did, did ask, you know, well, well, firstly, there was no answer to my question about how why the incidences that was just fobbed off by saying this actually wasn't related to Apple Pay. There was some human error involved with this particular case that was unrelated to Apple Pay. Hearing Fred's story, it's all about Apple Pay. That's how he lost his money. So as I say, it would have been extremely helpful and appropriate to have a more um, fulsome (laughs) explanation about what happened. I asked, is Fred right to be afraid to use Apple Pay again? No, says Standard Bank. 
Apple Pay is a secure technology that utilizes various mechanisms to limit fraud and protect our clients. The industry-approved authentication, CDCVM, is enabled and is an acceptable form of authorization. Furthermore, two-factor authentication is used in provisioning the cards on Apple Pay. Uh, has the bank applied what it learned in this case to prevent it happening to others? Yes, the bank has understood the cause of the incidents, even if they're not sharing it with us, and remediation has been implemented immediately. So, I mean, you obviously find that unsatisfactory. I find that unsatisfactory because it simply does not answer how this happened to Fred. Fred, I would guess you probably don't find that very satisfactory either. No, no, uh, it's certainly not. And I have asked for forensic um, information. I want to understand how this happened. Of course. You know how you feel a bit um, robbed and cheated and violated when somebody does something like this? Yeah. It, it was a pretty horrible experience just to see money going off one's account. Um, I, I, I hear what they say with regards to Apple Pay is so secure, etc. I would challenge that. I challenge it in the sense that um, I received three SMSs each time the card was cancelled, so-called cancelled and replaced. And there was no two-factor uh, authorization. All I received was that SMS, which I, I, I actually sent to you, um, Wendy. Mm. That same SMS threw for three cards saying that I could continue to use it even though yes. um, I haven't really yet received the card. That's a flaw in Apple Pay. I challenge anybody who says that um, it isn't. If you cancel a card, the card should be cancelled period. De-linked from that yeah, payment absolutely. Yep. absolutely. Well, clearly I need to do a bit more digging on this. It seems I'm not going to keep having to do this like a never-ending theme, it's but I think it affects so many. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as I say, I only got this the public holidays have kind of wrecked um, my work month of April because um, it's so hard to get timeless responses from, from corporates, but I do think I need to go to the other banks as well that, that host these platforms to ask. Whether they've had any issues. Yes. Like this. Yeah. Um, because we don't, the average person, we don't understand what's going on in the background, but we no. do want to know that uh, fraudsters can't. Can't access our accounts like that. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, can't do to us what they did to Fred. Fred, Fred yeah. I mean, you've got your money back bar a couple of, get the money back. of, of, yeah, of, of rands and cents. Yeah. Yeah, so and I'm, I'm appreciative of, of Standard Bank doing that. Um, it, it's been a reasonably sort of long, messy process, but I did get the money back. Um, and um, Standard Bank, by the way, know that I'm talking to you. I told them that I was going to write an email explaining what happened because I want other people to know about it. Fred Christopher, thank you for doing so because it does enable us just to, to, to ask the important questions of frustratingly little in the way of, of concrete answer in this case. But uh, um, should we get further feedback from them, yeah, Wendy? Certainly I think we'll, we'll continue. The message that yeah. they really wanted me to get was that what happened to Fred was in no way linked to Apple Pay. But that doesn't help us understand what happened because it happened via, via Apple, Apple Pay, Pay. So, repeatedly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have to dig some more, clearly. Fred, again, thank you for your time and for raising this issue with us. And Wendy, uh, thank you for the digging and let us know when you do get any further of course. Uh, with the size of that hole. We're going to take a very short break and then we'll be back with uh, an update on some online shopping issues and uh, whatever else might be on your mind this afternoon. If you've got an open line consumer question, give us a call on 021-446-0567 or send a voice note to 72 1567. The Midday Report with Mandy Wiener. Weekdays, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m.
you say that we seem to have replaced freedom of speech with freedom of assassination, which is the ultimate form of censorship. The uptick in the number of political killing, as I say, the ultimate form of censorship is to kill somebody who is outspoken. Professor Anton Harbour. The Midday Report with Mandy Wiener. Weekdays, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Only on Cape Talk. Join the conversation. At Imvakalelu Digital, they don't compromise on the quality and service of digital printing. Their passion for printing and service delivery excellence underpins everything they do, from pre-press and printing to finishing, packing and distribution. They offer the best quality, performance and services, made easier by their ability to complete all elements of your project in-house. For superior, innovative and cost-effective printing solutions for your marketing requirements, email Digital at invo, info at imvakalelo.com. Imvakalelo Digital. Make your mark. Who made a New Year's resolution? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Who kept it? The good news is that Songran is here. The Thai New Year. You get a second chance. Simply Asia has cooked up 12 sizzling new Songran dishes to set your taste buds abuzz. At all outlets for delivery and takeout until April 30th. Scan the QR code or visit simplyasia.coza. Vote for your favorite dish and you could win Simply Asia for a year. T's and C's apply. Simply Asia. Authentic Thai made simple. As we go into autumn and feel a chill in the air, Diskim Pharmacies wants to help you keep your immune system strong and healthy. Researchers have confirmed that both the flu and COVID-19 vaccines can be administered at the same time. Stay up to date with both your COVID and flu vaccine with Diskim. Book today at Diskim Pharmacies. Pharmacists who care. At Cape Talk, we love to talk the talk. And when it comes to protecting you, we're committed to ensuring that we walk the walk too. That's why Cape Talk adheres to the Broadcasting Complaints Commission Code of Conduct. We're committed to giving you accurate news, fair comment, and balanced programming, representative of diverse views. If we're not living up to this code, you can direct a complaint to the Broadcasting Complaints Commission. Call them on 011-326-3130. For more info, visit bccsa.co.za. Consumer Talk. Open line. Call 021-446-0567. Right, before we talk about the online shopping issue, a few WhatsApps on the bank fraud case. So firstly, Anonymous saying, interesting story, Ray, that bank fraud. I took all bank apps off my phone. I only use internet banking and cash is king. Your bank is going to hate you for doing that because, yeah. Wendy, the, the, the banks want to drive you onto the apps. I mean, I think I relayed a week or two ago my difficulty trying to get an answer about a very simple small cash float. Oh, yes. I don't know if I told you off air or on air. I was trying to get... I think it was off air. I think it was off air. I was literally trying to get 100 rands worth of coins to use at a children's market. And I phoned my bank thinking, I just want to check, do I need to book that and ask them to prep it for me and is there any cost involved and I could not in three days of trying interacting with FNB's app and website and it's phone very calls sad. Et get a so straight answer all corporates are going that way my They're chat on, said, on the money yeah. show tonight is yeah. going to be about that the dehumanizing yeah. oh. and they think they there's wonderful technology they pay a lot for it and they pat themselves on the on the back for being so progressive but do they it's either unintentional or intentional, but do they actually put themselves in the consumer shoes and try to make contact with those live chats and those bots and everything else? It is 
totally dehumanizing yeah. uh, experience. So and yeah. and yeah, I think I think it's a very worrying trend. Well, I mean, in my case, if. Uh, Every every turn was like go directing me back to the app, and I, I, as much as I said I've asked the app, I've logged the question, they've sent me to you, they've redirected me to you. I finally gave up and went into the branch, and the branch manager said to me, "You should have asked on the app." Oh, and no. I, at that point, I turned around and it's, walked out it before I said something. You hit, hit somebody or said something, um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. So there's the extreme case: somebody who's just said, "I won't do it." I've taken is, the apps or apps off the my thing phone. Is, uh, because and, yeah. everything is being moved to digital, um, it's very expensive cash to move yeah. cash around, depositing, paying. I mean, you know, you will get a penalty in most cases. If you try to pay your rent in cash, the person who's receiving your rent is going to – you pay a bank fee, a big one, and the receiver receives yeah. for, for handling of the cash. It's a lot of money. And the, the person receiving your money has a right to pass it back to you, so you pay double yeah. cash handling fees. You know, it's – it's it's yeah okay so Neil's just saying I recently lost my tap debit card unknowingly and a day later I noticed I was getting in contact messages for purchases all from the same vendor three transactions within an hour of around about two hundred to four hundred rand from typical, the same merchant it will be a typical yeah. um, tr- um, trend in payments with a with a lost card um, to re- reiterate the advice is you, you, the moment it happens, the moment you are parted with your cars, the moment you become aware of it, um, phone your bank. Phone your bank because the minute that that phone call, the minute you're in the queue, Wendy, the minute you've connected with the bank to the number to report it, from that moment on, the bank is liable for, for the loss. Yes, and it's also another reason to pay very close attention to your surroundings when you use an ATM because – I mean, you know, we've all heard of card swapping and the rest. Um, but if they get your card in hand, um, yes, they could. They could. If they saw your PIN, they can withdraw money. But if they didn't see your PIN, just with your card, they can go tap, 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 and have a spending spree. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I certainly. If if my if my debit card, I've 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 disabled it on both. Well, I didn't have to on the one. The one stopped working, and my credit card, I've disabled. I okay. just yeah. For the for the effort of. Of of inserting Tying the card in and putting in five digits in my case really, yeah. I'd rather have the security. Well, yeah. somebody anonymous saying I had my tap and go removed at Absa Bank yesterday. Two people, including Frank, asking about Discovery Bank. Frank says I was told they could not switch it off on my credit card, nor would they reduce oh, the limit. That's okay. interesting. Um, of course, they they oh, they used to be with one of the big four, and now they've I didn't think to ask Discovery. Okay, thank you um, for that. Intel. Thanks for that. So Frank telling us uh, Discovery yes. won't do it either. So Discovery and FNB customers mm. are are on the back foot on this one. Are the others, please be aware. If you don't like the feeling of having it, you do have the option of switching off that functionality either through the app or at a branch. Okay. Um, <laughs> Colin wants to set you on the trail of an investigation. He says, never mind the cost of fuel. What has happened to the price of Listerine mouthwash? How can Johnson & Johnston justify charging 106 Rand for a bottle of mouthwash? I'd be interested to know what particular component must surely have shot uh, uh, up in what, price. And also he hasn't given the context of what yeah. it was before. What sort of leap are we talking about? Does he does He, he doesn't say what it was okay. before. And it's I'm, not a product uh, I use, so I don't know how large and... Uh, Obscene jump that is. Okay. Um, I found is that what which company makes it? Johnson and Johnson. I found them very hard to get hold of. So if anybody is working for that company wants to get hold of me, um, please please feel free to let me know what the contact details are. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's. it's yeah. I mean, we could have a very long list. Um, 
we're experiencing the most incredible price increases due to a number of factors, exchange rate, war in Ukraine, etc. And we were warned this is going to happen. It doesn't feel nice, but there's, the list of, 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 of dramatic jumps in prices is, is, is going yeah. to get very long. Um, but you know, please, if you, I'll put Listerine on my list. Um, and if any listeners have any others they particularly um, would like me to get answers about, um, please just let me know. Okay. We are just going to switch focus for a minute, although it's to do still with the use of uh, of technology. Um, the one piece of technology a lot of us have come to rely on quite heavily is the ability to do our grocery shopping online, Wendy. And your yes. next topic um, is something I was actually personally grumbling about just this past weekend. Oh. Um, so... The, for context, I l- love doing a lot of online shopping when it comes to groceries, but I tend to do sort of pantry staples, cleaning equipment, toilet paper, non-perishables, particularly because, well, for two reasons. One, if I'm buying fresh produce, I want to be able to look at my green paper yes. and choose the size of the potato. But the second reason is one that you and I share a thing about, and that is make, being able to check the best before yes. date. And on Sunday, I had a delivery arrive where the chicken pieces were literally on the verge of being past their expiry date. We've had this before. On the day it was delivered. Do you remember yeah. a lot of complaints when yeah. we did that big investigation last and year. And you, you've before. had a personal experience with Yes, I did. And I just thought um, it was a good time to um, highlight this for listeners. So um, I did a 60-60 shop. I love the service. It's quick. They're ahead of the game. Um, generally great. Um, one of, And I also avoid, um, even though the delivery is very quick, um, certainly in summer, I would avoid perishables because they don't have the means to have refrigerated vehicles. Oh, Imagine yeah. the cost of that. And, you know, for example, Woolworths will chuck out any, they have an eight minute rule of something out of the cold chain and they and they will, uh, will not sell it yeah. um, because of the risks involved. Um, and so, but anyway, we sort of cooler temperatures now and it was, a, it was actually blue cheese. I wanted this particular. <laughs> blue cheese um, sort of so not quite a staple but something I do buy quite often um, so anyway it arrived with a lot of other things and um, I didn't look at the, the um, it's, it's a date mark it's a use by date on a, on a perishable item with a very short shelf or relatively short shelf life and it's a best before date on one with a long shelf life I don't worry about the best befores too much it's still perfectly legal to sell something just past its best before because we're talking quality issues yeah. Not, not safety. safety. Yeah. But with use by, it's different. The use by is very emphatic. It says you must use, consume this product by this date and no later because of the safety issues involved. So anyway, so good thing is to do is to look at your, your date marks, uh, especially use by dates when you get your stuff delivered. I didn't in this case, um, but my partner came home having stopped at the spa on the way home and bought the identical product. Um and so it came to use it. I thought, obviously, let me use the older one first. Yeah. Um, and I looked at the, uh, the the one that had been delivered, and it noticeably looked a bit older, funnily enough. And okay. more worryingly, it had no date mark at all. It just had a blank piece of white paper where it was… Where it should have been stamped. Yeah, yeah. or the top layer peeled off or something. Ah. So… I put everything I've just said now about you know the safety issues and that to to checkers, and also, it's it's illegal to tamper with any date marker, best before or used by or or to remove them. So okay. that's a, that's an offence in terms of the Department of Health's food labelling regu- uh, regulations. So, 
Um, the answer I got was that um, this should have, from Checkers 6060, this should have been, um, sorry, the used by labels are added by the supplier and with perishables it is possible for labels to get damaged or come off. This should, however, be managed by the install discipline of checking and removing affected stock and the necessary action is being taken to address this. We have credited your account for the cheese and the delivery fee, which oh. was very nice. Yeah. And um, they didn't uplift the cheese, so thank you, Checkers, for for that uh, little triangle of, of blue cheese. But it is actually quite a serious issue. Yeah. So um, be aware that your your highly perishable items, especially in extremely high temperatures, which is not going to be the case for some months now, um, you want to be aware of. It. Yeah, and also just check the date marks. Even the best before, you shouldn't be paying full price for something that's past its best before. And if there is no date mark, as I say, um, intentional or not, um, it is illegal. Um, you have to have a date mark on a particularly a perishable product. So just something to watch. And when you see it, should you see it, to just report it. It will be handled well, I've no doubt. But it's something they need to be keeping a very close watch on in store. Okay, thanks for that reminder and uh, important. Yeah, so please do take the time to report it if that does happen to you. Okay, um, Zuki's just commented on, on going back to the tap-and-go cards. If F&B won't disable the tap-and-go function, surely they should at least allow customers to opt to have the PIN requested with every tap. I think that's the same thing. Mm. That would be a disabling of the of the tap-and-go function. And they'd, um, Interestingly adamant yeah. that they can't or won't do it. Yeah, I can't see why. I mean, technology's there. Why would they... All the other banks are doing it. The Ombud is saying, we want you to do it. I, I don't understand the pushback, really, because... It's very interesting. Yeah, I, I also I find the fr- the phrasing very interesting that they use the word can't disable, not won't. Well, I'm uh, sure they it don't want... It appear to be a won't. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they don't want um, consumers to get the idea that they're so technologically backward, that they're the only bank that doesn't that have the means possible, to do it. it it's not, it. surely, yeah. it's definitely not the case. It's very interesting. Yeah, Zuki, thanks for that. Okay, a very quick one. I'm so glad we have a chance to squeeze in an email. We actually got a little while ago from our listeners in Piware, and I've been hoping we could raise this because it's a very interesting question with, I think, a fairly straightforward answer, Wendy. So yeah. Piware bought a coupon for a weekend away at a hotel in the Clan Karur uh, using the discount site Wiki Deals. And he said when he contacted the lodge to make his reservation, they sent him the reservation form, all was going fine. And then he came to the indemnity section. So this is a sort of a, a game, a, a, an outdoor Standard lodge. Thing. And he was really taken aback by the extent of what they were indemnifying themselves from. He said it included phrases like the following. I hereby waive and abandon any and all claims or compensation arising in respect of any damage or death or personal injury caused by or attributable to to any animal, reptile or insect on the premises (laughs) or arising out of damage to my vehicles, whether attributable to the state of the roads on the property, arising out of loss suffered by reason of the property falling into a defective state or by reason of any repairs, renovations to the land or maintenance work on the property. So in other words, if you fall in a hole where they're busy digging a trench, sorry for you, we're not liable. They didn't put any warning things up. He says, I would like to get a sense of whether or not this type of indemnity is normal. I've never encountered one like this. I didn't want to sign it unless I know it is standard practice. What are my options if I don't want to agree to the indemnity? Because it seems to me to absolve the lodge from any responsibility even if something happens due to gross negligence. And then second he said these conditions were not stated on their website or on wiki deals so one has no way of knowing about this before booking 
Let's speak to that first question. Yes, first. so well, that's wrong. There's yeah. lack of disclosure there. The CPA is all about transparency and disclosure. You can't ambush your cl- I mean, t- to, to tell a consumer... Um, to only make them aware of uh, very material terms and conditions yeah. after they've parted with their money is just never going to wash. Um, and then on the, on these um, indemnity clauses, um, which are very, very common, um, I remember when my children were in school, I mean, I used to push back on a point out that, you know, what I'm about to say now, and that is you can't actually contract out of the law. Yeah. So if... Um, if you, if a company, a service provider, a school, whatever, is negligent, it has to be negligent in order to make them liable. Um, so I like to give the example of, and I have done it a few times on the show, if um, you had a, a car dealership and with customers' cars being serviced or repaired or whatever, or awaiting sale, um, should an armed gang burst in the AK-47s and you know, demand the keys and make off with the cars, that couldn't be seen as negligence unless there was absolutely no security whatsoever, which wouldn't be the case these days. Um, However, as often happens, um, someone manages to steal a car because the keys were left in a common, in in, in, in an area that was accessible by the public, or um, I've had this case as well, somebody in the wash bay, a cleaner who didn't have a driver's license was allowed to move the cars and then crashed the car. That would be negligence and the um, company would be liable. would most definitely be uh, deemed liable. So I always say to people, you know, whether you sign these things or not, doesn't matter because the contract is null and void in the case of negligence. So, I mean, it's understandable to say, well, um, you know, you could get bitten by a scorpion, you're in a wild area, you know, that's not on us kind of thing. You pay your own medical expenses. It's, but, but, you know, if um, it's, there was, um, they even say here, if, if the property fell into a defective state, well, that's, that's negligence. negligence yes. yes, you're putting your customers at harm's, in harm's way. So it's very simple. I, you know, I mean, if you had to read the terms and conditions of a, of a hospital contract, I mean, they could pretty much in. kill yeah. you. And yeah, a lot of people write to me about those. Um, and it's the same answer. They cannot. You cannot contract out of gross no. negligence. I remember I've, I've, we've heard several attorneys yeah, say that. Yeah, or any any law well. really. Yeah. Like you, can, like car dealers will say, "I'm selling you this car for its Well, the CPA says you can't. There's yeah. an implied warranty, implied meaning whether they the supplier acknowledges or not, you have the protection yeah. of that six month warranty. Wendy, thank you so much, and St. Pierre, thanks for for raising an important issue. I hope that answer sets your mind at ease. And if you do choose to go, I hope you have a good time. And if you choose to say. No, thank you. I'm not signing that. I hope they will refund your money. And if they don't, let us know. Please. Please. Yes. Very well added, Pippa. Thank you. We've got to wrap there with big thanks to Wendy Nola for today's Consumer Talk.